0: Space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting self Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back again, and uh, I'm going to change my live introduction. You just heard my recorded introduction a little bit. Jonathan in the the studio here uh, suggested this. You know, we've been doing the show for so long, uh, I guess we kind of assume everybody knows who we are, but we have, I don't know how many new listeners every week, uh, a bunch. I mean, we've gone from a teeny-weeny show to uh, international, literally, and, and uh, tens of thousands of customers, or customers, tens of thousands of listeners all over the world, mainly the USA. It used to be just South Florida. So who am I, and what gives me the right to uh, give you advice and, and the people in the studio uh, with me? With, well, what do we know that you don't know? Uh, well... Uh, this is our business we're uh, we're retail automobile dealers in this studio we I I personally have uh, been in the business since 1968 and one time I had multiple car dealerships. It's been pretty much my life and uh, folks in this studio, it's their life too with the one dealership we have now. Uh, So we've been doing this for years and years. Uh, Rick Kearney, sitting to my right, uh, he's a certified diagnostic master technician, so he's been fixing cars uh, a long, long time. I mean, 25 plus years, that's a quarter century plus so we're in the business day by day after uh, the radio show uh, Stu goes back as general manager of the dealership Rick Kearney goes back as one of our top technicians at that dealership Uh, Nancy and I are involved in the dealership also and uh, so we have a day by day hands-on thing I started out uh, back in the uh, late 60s and early 70s just like all the car dealers I'm criticizing today. And time passed. I wrote a book about it. I'm writing a second book about it, about how we evolved from a uh a uh, car dealer that's doing things the wrong way, which which includes a lot of dealers in the country today, not all of them, but unfortunately most of them, uh, to a consumer advocate. And I started this radio show with Nancy Stewart about 20 years ago, um, do a newspaper column, been doing that for probably 15 years or more. And uh, I write a blog, and now we're on Facebook and YouTube and uh, you know, we're just—I uh, have a—I have a dual career. As not a dealer, which I love very much. It's a family business, and we've we've changed the way we operate, and uh, we're trying to get the rest of the industry to come along, not just the dealers, but the manufacturers as well. And we're we're seeing little progress. Uh, this whole past two and a half years, or whatever, with the COVID pandemic and everything else, has is, is really shaking up the world, shaking up the car business, the car dealers, the manufacturers. Uh, we like to think we're shaking it up a little bit too and with your help uh, you callers out there in radio and YouTube and Facebook land and all the other streaming lands that we uh, reach uh, are an important part of the show I, I say this not to make you feel good or sound good, but you help us a whole lot and you educate us. We learn something new almost every week on the show from you, the callers. So I, I ask you to uh, write this number down for you radio listeners. It's area code 877-960-9960. 877 877-960- 960 9960. Love the calls. We're having a little problem with the uh, um, technical stuff today and we're going to have to be notified of calls uh, text-wise because our, our laptops aren't working in here, but we'll see those calls. We prioritize them. And when a call comes in, uh, we give the audio, the old-fashioned telephone, I like to call it call priority. We have a limited number of lines coming in, I think four or five. We don't like you to hold for a long time, and we certainly don't want you to get a busy signal. So if you call 877-960-9960, we'll try to prioritize that call. Text 772 I bore myself. I know I bore a lot of my regular listeners who have all these regular numbers written down. But there are a lot of new people out there, like I said earlier. 772 is our text number. And our unique number, an anonymous Number, uh, like the when you call to report a crime, so that the bad guys don't come and get you when you rat on somebody. We have one of those lines. It's a web line, uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. You can go on your computer or a smartphone to youranonymousfeedback.com, and you have a totally secure. It can't be wiretaps. You can't be traced. Nobody knows who you are. And you communicate with us and tell us anything you like. We get some really good feedback from people on that line.
1: We some good good ones today.
0: We got some good ones. I'm mm-hmm. glad to hear that. I, you know, they slipped off a little bit, maybe because I forgot to give the the web, web address out often enough. you got to plug it. you got to plug it. And then earlandcars.com, uh you can go to that website. That's the mother of this whole, or whatever you want to call it, consumer advocacy group. And we have podcasts, we have archives of mystery shopping reports, uh, all of our blogs over all the years. Um, um, too much information, frankly. Uh, our website is so... Um, Filled with information that it's hard to navigate, but uh, we'll help you. And you can call the show, and we'll tell you quickly how to navigate. So, there we are. There we are, launched into another show. Uh, um, Everything is uh, different today in the studio before. The show goes on. We talk about how this whole COVID thing has changed everything. You know, some for the good, some for the bad. I have to laugh. I was talking earlier about the current week's automotive news. That's the trade journal for car dealers and auto manufacturers. Almost literally every car manufacturer employ certainly all the executives not everybody but all the executives all the car dealers read and i'll hold up what it looks like this is the what the automotive news for you streamers they read this every week religiously and uh, you don't read it but we do uh, a lot of the media reads it, and then it gets into the normal media. What I was laughing about is that they announced today that the National Automobile Dealers Association has stopped publishing financial information about car dealers. <coughs> this <laughs> they just stopped this week. <laughs> so it was getting too... Uh, embarrassing, right? It was yeah, too I much. <laughs> mean, uh, Auto Nation. <laughs> Auto Nation's profits doubled. <laughs> in the first quarter of this year from last quarter. Doubled, or it might have been from the first quarter last year, but anyway, no, I'm sorry, it didn't double, it only went up 45%. 45%, um, it all. all car dealers, all car dealers' profits went up huge, it's just to the point now that the average car dealer, I think, is making $5 million a year. I mean, uh, it used to be, uh, two million. I mean, it's the numbers are crazy. The car dealers are getting rich. The manufacturers are getting rich. Talking to Jonathan before the show started, and he wanted to know how the manufacturer's doing. I said, well, secretly, they're getting fabulously rich because you don't know about their price increases. The only time you read about a manufacturer's price increase is when they increase MSRP. And MSRP, manufacturers suggested retail, doesn't mean anything. It's the incentives. That when they cut Without the incentives they increase their profit meaning they pay dealers incentives to sell more cars they stop paying dealers incentives which they've stopped and that money goes in their pocket. They pay customers incentives to buy cars and when they stop paying customer incentives their profits and the price of the car goes up. So the prices of the cars have secretly gone up hugely by the manufacturers and not so secretly by the dealers because they're all selling their cars thousands of dollars over MSRP. So it's just just a a What's the word? It's an orgy of profit that the manufacturers and dealers are having. And uh, yes, I'm a dealer, and yes, we're making huge profits. So there you are. Uh, We're transparent. We (laughs) tell like it is: the good, the bad, the ugly. I honestly, I feel guilty about that. Uh, I honestly do. But we're drawing the line at MSRP, manufacturer suggested retail price, which is thousands of dollars less than all the other dealers are doing. so. We're still lower in price, but I still feel guilty. Nancy, do
2: you? do you really? I do, yes. Let me put it to you this way. Because all the other dealers, most of them, let me retract that, most of them are lying, stealing, and cheating. All of the traffic is redirected to a car dealer who sells at MSRP.
0: It's interesting, that doesn't happen. And, uh, and it, uh, it, it just shows, and this, this show is necessary to educate the consumers in any way we can, but people are still tricked to this day. Intelligent people, I might add. Uh, I know, I have friends uh, that uh, we assume everybody knows all that we know about the car business, but if you look at the advertising... Uh, you hear it you see it you read it all the advertising leads you to believe that all car dealers are very honest and you only buy a car every four five six seven eight years i mean you don't buy a car very often and when you do buy one it's a new experience things change and you see that ad the smiling happy person and you go in and they take care of you and you sign the papers and you go home most people don't know they've been taken advantage of that's the reason we're here so uh, with that said Uh, Let us uh, introduce Nancy Stewart. You just heard her uh, sitting to my left here. She's a co-founder of this show with me many years ago when we were only half an hour. Uh, Strong female advocate. uh, Brought our listening audience of ladies up by almost parity we're about 50 50 right now and she has a very special offer for all you lady listeners out there who haven't called the show before we know you're listening but we want you to call and here's why you should call
2: thank you good morning everyone welcome we have another exciting show ahead and you can (coughs) find out everything that we want to discuss this morning by staying with us for the next two hours and i want to thank everyone who's been instrumental in getting us right here right here to this spot we love just informing everyone, because like Earl said, not everyone is, you know, uh, keeping up on, and it's difficult to keep up on the latest news in the car industry. Things are changing, you know, all the time. Between junk fees, uh, sticker shock, uh, no addendum labels, uh, transportation disruptions, uh, 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 parts shortage, uh, there's a laundry list, not to mention gas. So stay with us, Uh, we're going to share a lot of information and we depend on you to share your information with us because we do not know everything. That number is 877-960-9960. So take advantage of that. For the ladies, I have $50 for the first two new lady callers. $50. Please give us a call, ladies. Please let us know how that laundry list that I mentioned, how did it affect you this week? Share your opinion with us, ladies. Let your voice be heard. 877 960 9960. I also want to mention that you can subscribe to Earl Stewart on Cars podcast using any of the following podcast um, apps from your uh, iPhone, from your Android uh, smartphone. And you can uh, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher Radio, and The SoundCloud app. Is this amazing? There are so many options. Take advantage of it, ladies and gentlemen. And please take advantage of youranonymousfeedback.com. Now back to The Recovering Car Dealer.
0: I got a text from Stu about our profits, and our profits are up.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute, I going to get l- him some listen, water. Listen, <laughs> if
0: you're going to be honest, you're going to be honest. I mean, nobody t- the NADA won't tell you the profits. Our profits are up 73%. Just don't read how I wrote that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: 73%. So, do you still feel guilty? I mean, I got it. why cheating? do you keep
0: asking me that question? I, I do. I know I shouldn't. No, But I do. I, I can't, can't help it. You can't
2: be responsible for, every, for everything See, that everybody's doing since out there. Ni-
0: since 1968, when I sold a car back in the day, oh, actually, in 1968, when I sold a car for MSRP, it was high fives. It was drinks for everybody. Uh, we celebrated. Uh, we had a slam dunk club. We paid big bonuses to the salespeople for slam dunks and we and that's what a that's what a uh, MSRP was and so we always discounted from MSRP and all dealers advertised that they discount from MSRP it's always been below MSRP and the funny thing is it's not funny the average dealer back before covid and the pandemic and the microchip shortage and all that uh, their average profit on a car was what uh, thousand dollars, eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Now the average profit on a car is thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, uh, six, seven thousand is not unusual. So could be ten. So it's just gone huge in in uh, in the profit. So yeah, I I guess it's a it's a reflex reaction with me. I feel I justify it. intellectually I say hey I'm thousands of dollars less than what the other dealers are charging so that's good pat myself on the back but it's still a huge amount of money to make so that's uh we've kicked that to death so uh let's move along here I want to remind you one thing I get I'm all caught up in the new car used car all that kind of thing remember that Rick Kearney the certified diagnostic master technician he knows knows all sees all and what he doesn't know what he doesn't see Colonel Google does so we got all the answers either on the smartphone because we're fast with a smartphone mm-hmm. or we got Rick who is very fast having 25 plus years experience he knows what's wrong with your car call in uh, give us a an impersonation of the squeak rattle or roll tell us about the smell uh, tell us about uh, all the symptoms just like you're going to your doctor and you describe the symptoms of your car you'll get a pretty good diagnosis from Rick and he will also guide you on what it should cost to repair it, who you should take to, how you, know, how you should describe That it. is, You can probably get your car fixed and save yourself, well, if it's a serious problem, a ton of money. And you might not even have to get your car fixed because it might be something uh, you're misinterpreting. Or uh, Trust me, if you have a problem with your car, call Rick at 877-960-9960 and uh, you can Get to him directly on YouTube. He monitors YouTube.com forward slash Roll Cars. Go to YouTube.com forward slash Roll Cars, and there's Rick looking at your post, and you can communicate directly with him. Uh, he'll answer you, and he'll also answer you live on the air, and uh, that's the way we communicate.
2: I like that introduction for you, Rick. I like all the animation and your, your wave to the audience. They mm. love it.
0: Yeah. And uh, Stu Stewart, uh, how we doing on text and things like that Mystery Shopping Report, that's, uh, Stu's in charge of all that stuff
1: well, we had a, a nice text from Amory waiting for us. I, I'm anxious to get to it. It's a little bit long, but I think it's perfect. Uh, let me kick that off. Um, good morning. Jalopnik and Automotive News report that the state of Texas is pursuing action against Vroom under the Deceptive Trade Practices Act, which can carry a fine of ten thousand dollars for each violation. The Texas Attorney General's Office has filed a twenty-one page petition, which lays out some damning claims against the online seller Vroom. Allegations include selling wrecked vehicles without disclosing repairs or accident histories, selling vehicles that needed extensive repairs or showing evidence of flood damage and not giving that information to buyers, and never delivering vehicle titles. The Better Business Bureau and the Texas Attorney General have received 4,000 complaints within the last 12 months. In the last two weeks, there have been multiple news stories concerning errant Florida vehicle dealers. We talked about this on the show. Uh, we know about the FTC finding Napleton, including two local local ones right here on North Lake Boulevard. Um, Also, Jalopnik reported that a representative of Champion Porsche, we talked about that last week too, um, um, is missing along with $2.5 million in deposits. to Contact 5 from our local station here, WPTV, reported that several buyers are nearly out, out at half a million dollars. The money, the cars, the exotic car dealerships that seem to have disappeared from Boca Raton. But in spite of all these serious reports, the Florida Attorney General has apparently not done anything to the bring the light of justice to these cases. So Anne Marie's question is, if Texas can start <coughs> policing a renegade company or a renegade industry, um, when will the Florida Attorney General? Will start policing the renegade vehicle dealers here in Florida that wreck havoc on com- on Florida consumers, and she wants Marie notes, and this is important. Listen, everyone, this is an election year. The primary will be on August twenty third, twenty twenty two. The general election will be on November eighth, twenty twenty two. If you feel that Ashley Moody has done a good job, vote for her. If you feel she's failed to enforce the laws they're supposed to protect. Uh, consumers from unfair business practices do not vote for her and tell your friends to. Thanks Anne-Marie. And she says P.S. oops Uh, oops sorry that was she had sent an earlier text but uh, great great text from Anne-Marie.
0: You know Anne-Marie the world needs more people like you. You're you're active, uh, you uh, speak your mind, you're smart and uh, I really, uh, I can't tell you how much we appreciate your uh, texting the show. I will say one thing, I will take a slight exception to uh, what you're talking about with Texas. Uh, Texas, by the by the way, is not going after car dealers, they're going after uh, car dealers' enemies and competition. Broom and Carvana, for example, uh, are uh, threats to car dealers. They're independent, used car dealers. When I think of a car dealer, I think of uh, franchise car dealers uh, that are franchised by manufacturers, that are in bed with manufacturers, and also the used car branches of that uh, effort are also part of it. Uh, Carvana and Broom are independent used car, kind of like CarMax. And you know, the enemy of your enemy is my friend, or something like that. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, the enemy of uh, the car dealers in Texas are, is Room and Carvana and the rest of them. So I bet if you did a little research, you'd find out that the Texas Automobile Dealers Association and a lot of other associations and... Political action committees in Texas went to the Attorney General in Texas and said, You got to help us with that competition. Bring the heat down. And they did that in Florida with Carvana. So, uh, but that's still good. If, if Room breaks the rules, you need to go after him. If Carvana breaks the rules, you need to go after him. But uh, you're absolutely right about Ashley Moody. She's in the pocket of the Florida Automobile Dealers Association and car dealers. They support her strongly. And uh, as, as uh, Murray said, the election coming up, uh, if, you think, uh, if you think our attorney general has really helped you, car buyers, who doesn't own a car? I mean, most everybody uh, needs cars, and cars are controlled right now by a syndicate of car dealers that are protected by the attorney general. You don't see anybody going after uh, the big guys in Florida. Or the small guys if they're franchise auto dealers. So thanks Anne Marie, another fantastic text.
2: Yeah, Anne Marie, re- we really appreciate you and the information that you share with us on Saturday morning. And boy do I agree with you. Let your voice be heard. We have the power and get her in. And reinstate somebody, reelect someone else. Uh, we're going to go back. To, we're going to go to the phones. And uh, Bernard has been holding. Um, he's a first-time caller from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Bernard.
0: What's the model again? Could you could you could you repeat? Could you repeat the model number, please? Sure,
3: it's a twenty twenty Mercedes Benz, and it's a GLC utility vehicle. and It's the uh, uh, model forty three.
4: It's a twin turbo uh, six. Rick, what do you say? I would go one of two routes. Um, the First one, the first thing I would do, I would to a different dealer and ask them to drive it. Uh, Ask ask them to have the technician ride with you in the car, and whether you drive or they drive, personally I would have you drive it it if I were the technician, and show them, hey, this is what I'm feeling. Is this normal for this vehicle? I don't think it is. And kind of watch their face. If the technician gets this, like, shocked look, it ain't normal uh... and if they try to tell you that it is ask them if they have a similar vehicle on the lot that you can test drive to compare it uh... even a twenty one would be basically the same vehicle a twenty two would be the basically going to be the same vehicle the transmission should shift about the same and if they don't have a similar one you know i would check another dealer for that but uh... because that that's actually one of our go to's Occasionally, there is a condition in a car that is simply a a characteristic of that car. It's a nature of the beast type thing, and there's nothing that the technicians can do to change it. So we will demonstrate that by having the customer ride with us in their car, then ride in a, a another vehicle, same age and you know basic car, if we can get that one, and show them. No, they all. This is the same thing that all of them are doing. This and unfortunately it's a design flaw or characteristic it's something that we cannot change as technicians but we can put this information up to the engineers and they may be able to change something uh I know with the, the Tacomas when we first came out with the 2016 model it had a new transmission and they did I think 12 different computer software updates on that transmission but over the course of like a year and a half to two years before they were able to get it to shift properly so, uh go with the squeaky wheel attitude polite persistence don't take no for an answer and just keep saying there is something wrong here please put this up to the engineers please show me similar vehicles so i can see that they do the same thing and just be nice about it but just keep working your way up the food chain up through the management until somebody says yeah there's an issue here and either the engineers are now aware of it and as soon as there's a fix we can get it done for you but if you know if there is no fix then there's really not much we could do until the engineers do something about it but software updates anymore Believe it or not, fix a lot of issues with cars.
0: Yeah, Bernard, I'm looking at Google. I googled, uh, uh, you know, 2020 Mercedes GLC uh, Sport Utility uh, 40, uh, Model 43 transmission problems, and there's a, there's a lot of comments online about that. So you're you're not alone. Other people have had issues, and uh, uh, I think uh, you, you you definitely have a legitimate complaint. Uh, Another thing you might ask is, when you're at the dealership, is all manufacturers have tech specialists that will visit the dealer. The techs in the dealership are are highly qualified, but uh, factory techs uh, are on top of the current designs and engineering, and we do this in our dealership. Uh, We have factory techs come in when something stumps us and we need help. You can uh, request that of the Mercedes dealer, and as Rick said, uh, check with another dealer. Sometimes it's just a matter of getting a different tech, a different uh, service department, uh, but uh, you 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 have a problem and it's acknowledged online uh, you you the, the worst your worst nightmare will be tell you is when they tell you this is the way they all drive and then you find out they do all drive that way then you realize that you uh, you got yourself a, a problem but I, I I don't think that's the case I think there probably is something that can be done well I
3: appreciate uh, both of you I'm an old guy a car with a meter and a oh, yeah. years old and it's amazing the, the technology is it's like I wouldn't
0: have a car now. yeah well you got a problem with that car and it, you just hope it's not in all the cars that, that's that's every consumer hates these words I'm sorry Mr. Jones but all of our cars do that then you know
4: you're, you know you're... well it, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but even so that can change because it's amazing yes. how many problems, weird problems, I have seen that suddenly we get a, a TSB or a campaign comes technical down. Technical service bulletin, do uh, this, Bernard. Yeah. this reflash, a computer reflash, and it fixes these problems. It's amazing.
0: That's a good thing to ask the dealer, too, uh, Bernard, is ask if they have a technical service bulletin from yes. Mercedes. Um manufacturers issue literally hundreds and thousands of these and they get so many of them going out to the dealers uh, sometimes the dealers get behind and they don't stay caught up. Uh, the service advisor and the drive, and when you go into the drive through in the, uh, the service department uh, oftentimes they're not caught up on technical service bullets. So the technical service bulletin the TSB, uh, is filed and will be your make and model of car will be there with uh, uh, an advisory from the manufacturer and if the tech reads it, then he might be able to help you. If he hasn't read it, and hasn't read it. then he says they all do that, so give that a try too. Yeah.
4: And the nice part is those all come up on the computer. Yeah, all right on the computer. Yeah. I want to tell you
3: about i you know, just happy wife and happy life. Happy life or
2: but
3: if
0: my wife's upset. I hear about it. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good one, Bernard. Thanks Thank for calling. You
2: Bernard. Give us a call again, 877 960 9960. And of course, you can text us at 772 497 6530. I think we're going to go back to Stu. Um, we can jump over Rick, to Rick? Rick has yeah. a YouTube also.
4: I've got one here that I'm going to read this verbatim. This is from Joe. He says, you, why do you talk about every dealership when your people does the same thing? The Toyota store has a bunch of thieves and they lied to me and signed my name. This podcast is, e- is about exposure of everyone else's dealership, but your dealership is just as bad, if not worse.
0: Well, I'd love to uh, have you call me personally. What is his name? Joe. Joe. Joe, call me personally, um, and uh, you can respond to that so he can see the YouTube results. Give him my cell number, 561-358-1474. That's my personal cell phone number. One more time? Uh, 561 You don't know my personal cell phone number?
4: I've got it in the memory. <laughs> of my phone. I don't remember my own number.
0: 561-358-1474 five, five, four, four. And Joe can call me, tell me about the crooks that I have in my dealership and we will call the police and have them arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need evidence though, Joe. We're going to ask you to help us with the evidence. The evidence and... of the forgery. Yeah, absolutely. The forgery is easy. I mean, we we can get a uh, handwriting expert and FBI, we can handle that easily. So, Joe, thanks for the information. And as I say, if uh, you're nervous about being exposed on YouTube, remember we have youranonymousfeedback.com that you can... uh, go to online and be totally anonymous. So anybody else out there that wants to say some things that they're nervous about me getting angry about, uh, you can just use your, Y-O-U-R, A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, feedback.com, and you can make accusations. You can call me names. uh, You can tell the truth. You can tell lies. You can do anything you want to. I'll never know who you are.
1: Nothing to worry about. This is Earl Angry right now. Yeah, this is right. it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you should hear me when I'm happy. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, angry right now. And my cell phone number—I'll give you my cell phone number so you can call me personally.
2: Yeah, five six one three five eight one four seven four. <clears throat> Excuse me.
0: I won't oh. answer it during the show, though. And my my phone's sitting right here, but I will not answer it during the show. That would be rude. You'll leave me a message. Okay. You can uh, give
2: me a call, 561 386 6498. If you can let's, get let's, Mr. Seward. We, we, we We're going to go to John in <laughs> Palm City.
4: <laughs> or, or Joe, call the show. Yeah.
2: That's a good idea, Rick. Good morning, John.
4: Good morning to everyone. I have a couple of fuel questions for
5: Rick. First one is some of the modern cars have a permanent attachment to the rear. It's a black, but i am it says flex the see on the trunk, or the trunk area, and it says flex
4: fuel. Can Rick explain what that technically means? we just see that on a vehicle. of car? Yeah, it, it, it was a great idea. Too bad it didn't work. Uh, flex fuel is basically a vehicle which is designed to be able to run up to 85% ethanol fuel. So, when you see gas stations that are advertising fuel that is quite often much cheaper than the regular 89 octane gasoline, you'll see it as E85. And these cars were designed to run this E85 fuel, which is 85% ethanol, which is made from corn. Um, the problem is that ethanol fuel does not have the same thermal properties or the same power producing ability of gasoline, straight normal gasoline, and it also does not have the same mileage capabilities. It, it just, it, it's, it's not as strong a fuel, it's, it's just a very weak fuel. I think it's also a greater pollutant. It is slightly a, a worse complu- com, uh, pollutant, but the biggest issue is that if your vehicle has not been designed to run E85 fuel. First of all it's not going to run on it. Once you try to run it it's going <laughs> to shut that car down. But it will also begin to to corrode and degrade the fuel lines and the injectors in your car and the fuel pump and the housing because those items are not designed to handle this ethanol fuel. It's, it's actually, you have to have special parts made to handle it so if you see that E85 if your car is not designed for it do not put that in your car be be very vigilant at the gas pumps because it's very easy to accidentally grab the wrong pump Uh, the first thing you want to do: look at your fuel cap it'll say up to E10 or up to E15 and make sure that that's the pump you get
5: Last month, uh, authorized E15 gasoline. We will be allowed to sell now. And on my opinion, anything even the 10% that we have now, is compost fee, ethanol is extremely dangerous. It's corrosive. It doesn't even get the gas cars, the gasoline gets the I mean, if you think that a vehicle like Earl has, you put in the 37 Pontiac, and you've got big problems. Anything with a carburetor on it, or fuel pump, It will rot and eat into it, especially when the car sits like some of the Silverado cars are here, and they don't use them in the summertime, and they sit here. And uh, ethanol cannot be transported through a pipeline; it's so corrosive. You know, Actually,
0: they, yeah, when Biden. When Biden made that comment, uh, he was criticized because of the fact that he's a very strong advocate for, uh, you know, for a clean planet, and uh, f- f- more ethanol is a greater pollutant. Uh, he He's just trying to get the prices of uh, the gas down, or he tried to, you know, the more ethanol you use, the less gas you use, and the and price of oil, the price of gas is very high now. So uh, there were a little politics being played there. But uh, as, as Rick said, it's uh, you have to be careful. Uh, and uh, the people out there that are really, truly uh, looking for, you know, uh, a cleaner atmosphere, more ethanol is not the answer.
5: Hey you, 100 And then another sign you'll see on some stations, including Cumberland Farms, you'll see we have REC-90, 90. R-E-C-90. 90. Can Rick explain to our listeners what REC-90 is?
4: REC-90 is rec is for recreational uh, and that basically is describing the vehicle that you would want to run it in 90 is the octane level it is a 90 octane fuel and it's intended for vehicles that should not run ethanol fuel there is no ethanol in rec 90 gasoline Uh, outboard motors, boats Lawnmowers, lawn equipment, ATVs, ah, leaf, blowers, ATVs leaf, blowers. leaf blowers. I love those leaf blowers.
1: <coughs> I have an electric one.
4: Mm. It's almost silent. What kind of fuel mileage you get on that one? <laughs> I don't know how they measure that. <laughs> the electrons are good. Yeah. Now, uh, basically, any any small engines, anything that should not be running ethanol in it, run Rec 90.
3: Okay. Fair
4: <laughs> get it at Home Depot. <laughs>
5: Prices of fuel, diesel fuel, particularly, uh, it's gone up like 50 percent. Do you recommend when they keep their car here that they don't use, like for warm season, you know, for the summertime? I know people does not recommend additives, but a product called stable, uh, say that that's a good product to fill the stick in the gas tank while the car is sitting here waiting.
4: In moderation, uh, I would recommend filling the tank completely up. Add the stabil, uh, the the proper amount. Read the bottle. Add the proper uh, spell amount. It, that it cost spell
0: there. spell that product.
4: Uh, it's S T A B I L, is a brand name of one that I'm familiar with, and it's basically it's a fuel stabilizer, is to help keep the fuel from breaking down, over when it's going to sit for several months, I uh, and drive the car for a couple of miles so that will it'll mix into the gasoline thoroughly. Before you go ahead and park it for the winter time.
5: Okay, thank you for that. You know, I, I, I'm not a politician, I not want to get involved with it. But one other simple way to reduce the price of gasoline, and they're worried about going into the reserve, I'd say, I'll go up to federal, I think mean, it's seven cents a gallon, federal tax on gasoline. That would <laughs> be another way to reduce a little bit to price
0: of this gasoline. The, pro- the, the problem with that, John. <laughs> The problem with that, John, is that the gas station operators are just like the car dealers, where they see an opening, they fill it with raising prices. So, uh, you, you get you can, if you knocked off uh, the taxes, you're saving thirty or forty cents a gallon. And how long does it take a gas station to raise their price thirty or forty cents a gallon? So, uh, you're you're you're, ta- you're making the gas station operators and the and the oil companies richer, uh, and you're not helping the driver, but. Uh, like you say, I'm not a politician either, but uh, that's—I know that's political football going back and forth to knock off gas taxes. I—I I personally think it just enra- enriches to oil companies and the gas station operators. Well,
5: thank you
0: for answering the questions. Thank you,
2: John. Thanks, John. Thanks for being part of the show every week. Um, unscrupulous, outrageous, illegal dealership fees. How do you feel about all that? Give us a call toll free at eight seven seven. Ladies, you too. Let your voice be heard. Give us a call. You win yourself $50 for the first two new lady callers. 877-960-9960. For your others, text us at 772-497-6530. Now, back to... you have any more YouTube? I
4: I got one other here from uh, Patrick Hines. He says... Can you share any thoughts on vehicle inventories and where deals can be found? I would love to buy at MSRP, but it seems difficult, at least without a substantial weight, considering other used brands. I have a suggestion
1: for you.
2: Hey, before we get into all this, Uh um, with this new system, because of our software having to be updated, I missed a phone call, and Marty has been holding for quite some time. Marty, good morning. I apologize.
3: All right, how are you doing today? It's
2: nice to hear from you.
3: I kind of asked, I guess, earlier school. Uh, well, I've got two questions. The first question is why would anybody buy a car that a truck come, drop drops the car off at your house? You haven't driven it, you haven't seen it, you haven't it. you have any you know how to buy cars? I mean, apparently somebody does. But uh, why would they do it without driving it? you
0: my my answer and Stu's answer probably is don't do that. When you buy when you buy when you buy used car, the condition should be that you have it inspected, and the and the condition of sale is you have it inspected and you drive it yourself. You want to be sure that you're not buying a pig in a poke. So absolutely, uh, a lot of online business going on these days, new and used cars. Uh, we buy used cars online all the time. Our uh, we, we have a buy. Most of our cars that we retail off our lot online, but we have an agreement with the seller that if it's not what you told told us it was, you got to give us our money back. You should do the same.
1: And that it goes back to like the, the the earliest days of selling anything online. That was like kind of like the big hesitation. How do you how can you trust the person selling you the uh, the, the the product? And uh, over the years, you, you developed you look on reputation and you look at policies. Um, I, th- I think Carvana has a return policy Gives you a period of time. I don't know what the terms are of it, um, but something like that would have mm. to be critical um, to be able to give it back if it wasn't what what you expected or how it was represented.
0: Yeah, every week our buyer Marty buys a bunch of cars online, then he'll tell us, uh, "I bought this one car. I bought a you know a 2016 Honda Accord, and it, it wouldn't back up, uh, and we forgot to test drive it, and uh, we're stuck with it. Uh, so uh, you know you have to you, you, even car dealers can get fooled, and you have to be careful. If you don't drive the car, if you don't uh, have a, a full um, return guarantee, you're going to get in trouble with a used car.
3: Uh, okay, here's my second question, and I don't know if somebody in your dealership got fooled. I was over there, I got a new uh, wiper blade, which I have to ask correct why they said they couldn't insert it before I had to buy the old blade. It, uh, the third question, you got to car sitting in your showroom, uh in the new car showroom, and uh your salesman said you can't move the car. It neither uses hydrogen or nitrogen, whatever. And they said we bought that car you know we guess
1: it's a California It's uh it's a yeah it's a uh Mirai, a Toyota Marai, a hydrogen powered car. So I asked
3: the salesman, I said did Earl fire the guy that bought the air driving <laughs>
1: Well, no, he, he he wasn't fired, and we're going to sell that. On, that's going to be an online thing, and that'll be that'll probably ship to California or one of the states that have the special emissions. But we we we're gonna dri- we don't want to drive it because there's no hydro- We don't know how to put any more hydrogen in it. <laughs> we just gotta, whatever the hydrogen's in there, it's got to last. So. Yeah, in other words, there's
3: nowhere in Florida that you
1: can drive it. No, 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 and the intention was to sell this was to sell it online anyway. That's a... Uh, yeah. There is a
0: market there. <laughs> well, we're going to find out if there's a market, but I didn't know about the car until you told me, Marty, so thanks for that information. I'll be sure to keep an eye on that car and see who did. Uh, yeah, Marty, keep checking on it for see us. See who did appraise it and how much we paid for it yeah. and how much we sold it for. We, we,
1: we, we bought it online.
0: Yeah. We bought it wholesale. We didn't have we trade didn't oh, it. Oh, I know. Trade. No, yeah, no, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. It a trade yeah. In. yeah. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I rode around in one years ago.
3: What's
1: A Marai. It was only sold in California, and uh, it's... Uh it's pretty neat. I mean, the only uh, waste product it produces is water. It, it literally dribble, dribbles out of the tailpipe.
0: It'll be a collector's item one day yeah. because that was one of Toyota's biggest mistakes was trying to uh, uh, make the standard hydrogen-powered cars, and everybody else went the other way, and uh, Toyota said, well, I guess we screwed up, and now they're back on the EV bandwagon. If you have
1: one of those and a Tucker and uh, yeah. What are those other cars that didn't
0: quite make it? Exactly, Stanley Steamer. Yeah. Edsel, Stanley like, Steamer. Yeah, yeah.
3: Nobody else. waiting online is just Rick they inserts
2: Sure, Mark. We can answer that.
4: Uh, pretty much the only reason that I will replace the blades and not do inserts is if the blades have already been replaced once, and if they've had aftermarket blades or some other type of blade put on. Then our inserts won't fit in it.
3: Uh, well maybe that was they did change one. Inserts, but maybe this put uh, it out. I was out of town, I put
4: it out it and it so it's a different IOTA Uh they they might have switched over to a different set of blades and then you can't put just replace just the rubber insert then.
3: Yeah. Okay then no blades. Excellent. Line. Thanks, Marty. Okay.
0: You Thank too.
2: you, Marty. Give us a call again. 877 960 9960. Ladies, again, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Anything at all? Just say hello. 877 960 9960. And you can also text us at 772 497 6530. Don't forget. Youranonymousfeedback.com. We're going to go to Stu now. Okay.
1: With uh, more anonymous feedback. Uh, Is is there a difference among Toyota hybrid vehicles and the Prius? If not, what are the advantages of the Prius? Uh, I'm sure Rick can get into a a lot more detail, but the Prius has the... um, highest uh, fuel efficiency of all the uh, all the hybrids that Toyota
0: makes yeah my uh, let me give my perspective that to or uh, Rick can give the technical perspective my perspective is uh, the Prius is a great car because it's been built for a long time it's like anything else uh, the Prius has been uh, when's the first Prius in Japan 1997 ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. so there are very few model cars that have been around that long and every year you improve it you improve it, you improve it, you find I mean, you you can never get a perfect car but the Prius is as close to a perfect vehicle as Toyota ever had. Unbeknownst to a lot of people, the Prius is not only, we used to sell Priuses mainly because they got great fuel fuel economy and they got popular and that was an eco thing and you want to be driving a Prius, it was the in in thing to do Uh, but now people uh, that are in the know, they look in consumer reports and they talk to friends and Drivers and they find out that the Prius is the most trouble free car Toyota has ever built. And uh, that's just because they they got it right. How many years has that been from 1997? Uh, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. And Rick, technically.
4: Um, Pretty much until the new Tundra, (coughs) they've all been pretty much the same Um, electric motor that drives the car. Is powered by a gasoline engine to create electricity to drive the car. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the new Tundra is the only one that's really different, and its hybrid system is actually intended to increase the amount of torque and power available for uh, acceleration and low-end torque type situations. I uh, the new tundra is actually not although it's a hybrid they have a hybrid available it's not actually intended to be a fuel saving system on the tundra it's actually intended more to be an increase in torque for towing situations or for getting a heavy load moving and for higher speed operation so pretty much uh, other than that all our hybrid systems are essentially the same where they're designed well, I, to I, maximize fuel economy. Yeah, the yeah I
0: don't think his question was so much about hybrid. It was the it was the better which is the better car. I think if, if you ask me whether the Tundra or the Prius was a better car in terms of maintenance and repair, etc., mm-hmm. the Prius. The Prius is yeah uh, the best car in Toyota's line.
4: Uh, other than that, for a hybrid, I would I like the new Venza. No, it's for all cars, Rick. He's talking about he's, all cars. A,
1: yeah. No, he was talking about just Toyotas.
0: Toyotas, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, all Toyotas. Yeah. No, Toyota hybrids versus Toyota Prius. The question.
0: Oh, Toyota hybrid. Well, uh, Prius is a hybrid. So.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just said, he was, he was yeah. saying of all the Toyota
1: hybrids, yeah, what's yeah. the difference between the yeah. Prius and the yeah. uh, and the other ones? Yeah. The, the, the
4: oh, Prius is the best. The really only the uh, biggest difference is that Prius has never had a gasoline-only counterpart. Person, yeah. Yeah. That was a was a non hybrid. Yeah. Prius has always been hybrid.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's right.
1: Camry hybrid's been around for fifteen years, but we'll mm-hmm. move on from Toyota hybrids. Yeah. Avalon, same.
4: <laughs> li- you know, same know, it's an age, interesting topic
2: because I get asked the same question, and what you, the three of you just exchanged: uh, the Prius, the hybrid, the hybrid, the Prius, is it the same? Blah 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 blah. Back and forth. Okay, so it can be confusing. And uh, nineteen ninety seven. Wow. Okay. okay.
1: Let's move along. All right, I got some more anonymous feedback. Um. When you see a cluster of salespeople hanging out in front of the dealership, run. This is the first sign that your best move is to run away. That's from did you did you submit that
0: anonymously? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny they still do that. It's uh, it's comical. I, well, I well, we encourage
1: our salespeople to gather in front of the dealership, but to sing um, barbershop quartets ah, and do one.
0: It entertains people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I, I don't call them. Uh, I call them uh, wolf packs. Wolf packs. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Are they singing in a cappello?
1: <laughs> yeah, over a burning garbage uh, um, can. There you
2: go.
1: <laughs> um, here's another anonymous feedback. The Clean Technica website has an article about South Korean researchers who are developing technology that, in theory, could fully charge an electric car in
0: one minute. Uh, can you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I got Let to look at it. Google technology it. is so amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a tech nut, and uh, I just love stuff like that. I mean, we have people call, and you know, you know we 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 hear feedback. There's anti EV people out there, a bunch of them, and they just hate the idea of electric vehicles, and and you don't even want to say autonomous to them; they get hysterical about that. Changes are coming, folks, and technology is just so cool. To think that you can. Uh, they're working on a, a, a battery. You can charge in one minute. You can't fill up your gas tank in one minute. I mean, that's amazing. It's going to be. I tell you, the problem, the the bottleneck is going to be gas stations. That's where your problem. say I'm not going to the gas station. You, re- I got. It, t- it takes <laughs> takes me five minutes to get in there and get out. Yeah. And I. Uh, I don't have don't, don't time for a gas station. Yeah. Oh, here. Here's a, a totally unrelated thing. I'll just throw it out there because it's a technical thing. Now they've come up with fingerprints for all parts on cars. Oh, yeah. If you are, if you're, uh, when manufacturers now they have a, a, a process so that a piston. Of course, I'm talking combustion parts, but any part on the car. Rick, listen to this, will be unique, and it has a fingerprint. Every part because of the tolerances and the variable uh, weight. It's just like a human fingerprint. Every part. So imagine if you have a problem with a car. And you can look at the fingerprint of the car. You can actually track that part back to the machine it was made on. You and you might, instead of having to recall every car with that part, you only recall the the parts on that, that with on that, that machine. I mean, just amazing. I just I'm blown away. Technology. If you can imagine it today, it's going to happen. In the it's conversation. Incredible. Yeah. Yep.
2: That's amazing. Each part has a fingerprint. Yeah. Wow.
1: Okay. I have a, a nice, nice anonymous feedback and a not so nice one. First one says, Earl and crew, please don't give up the fight. You're a bright light in a very dark industry. It doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And the next one says, Earl, stop interrupting
0: Rick <laughs> with an exclamation point. Well, I, you know, I started to forward that to Rick. Um, I, I'm, I I say this we, we have internal problems here uh, I'm the coach I mean i like it or not I mean sometimes it's not fun being the boss but what I try to do is maintain a flow and I try to maximize the calls and the in the text anonymous feedback so this that and the other now Rick's problem and this is a great problem he's a mechanical genius he's a and and uh, he's uh, he's a uh, you ask him a question he just knows too much about a lot of things and what happens is he gets he loves what he does That's the thing I love about Rick most is a lot of people do what they do just for the money. Rick does it because he loves it. And If I'm embarrassing you, you deserve it. He comes to work because he loves what he does. I'm I'm passionate. He is and so uh, people ask him a question and Rick gets into so much detail that if I didn't say something and interrupt him uh, it would be a two-hour answer and then the show would be over. And a lot of people would be deprived. But I love Rick. He's a genius. I learn more. I learned more personally about the mechanics and the computerization of cars Mm -hmm. just since this radio show has had Rick on it. Than no. I ever had. No,
1: you should hear me in a conversation. Well, no, so you you, should, hear me a, too, you yeah. should hear me in a conversation yeah. with with my brothers on like a technical thing that I've picked up in the radio show. I'll start mm-hmm. talking about it like I, like I know what I'm talking about, yeah. and they're like, "You don't know." I go, "I know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. I,
0: I yeah. don't get it from." Rick. And I and then I text uh, and email Rick all week long. How many emails and texts do you get from me in addition to what he teaches on the show? Yeah. So uh, you're right. I am rude when I interrupt Rick. Uh, I try not to be too rude uh, but uh, we got to have a flow in the show, and it's important to get as many callers and as we
4: can. I, I simply take it as constructive criticism. Yeah, I appreciate that. To me, that that's simply yeah. I'm trying to learn from that and learn to, to try to be more yeah. concise in yeah. my answers.
0: And I do the same thing with some callers too. I mean, we have callers that are great callers, uh, and I sometimes have to hurry them up a little bit for the good of the show. So I have cho- I, I wear the bad guy hat, and uh, I expect criticism, and I expect people to be annoyed. And uh, but I hope I make more people happy than I annoy. And I I interrupt Nancy. Yeah. but and you, you, know, you should hear us on the way home from the show. Oh, why wouldn't you let me talk? I said, Well, I'm the coach, <laughs> and I have to keep a flow of the show going.
4: Okay, One of the best Jim. things about this show is that we're not a professional radio show. No, we are a professional car dealership owner, yeah. a car man general, sale uh, dealership general manager. Nancy, the woman's advocate, we, mechanic, and we're 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 professionals in other areas yeah. that are coming together simply to spread knowledge. Yeah.
1: We're just really good looking and have nice voices. That's yeah. all. Yeah,
2: and we have fun with it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. and we're all brilliant. <laughs> right, we're brilliant and and uh, made for radio and television. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. Sure. yeah, and hey, listen, nobody said anything about Jonathan. Well, Does Jonathan's Earl have to interrupt Jonathan? He's Jonathan the power, is the power over there. behind
4: the throne. Jonathan. Jonathan is, he's the super glue that keeps us he, together.
2: Uh, exactly. Exactly. Okay. I'm glad you said we that.
0: Belong <coughs> we belong to a mutual aspiration society. Okay, there. let's go.
1: We
2: have ten hours and fifty-two minutes until the sun sets. Well, let's get rolling. <laughs> All right, let's keep
0: going.
1: <laughs> um, I want to actually—I forgot to finish answering uh, the question that Rick got on YouTube about you know, how do you find out where can you find a dealership uh, that's not charging over MSRP—and I'd like to direct you to Earl Stewart on Cars. Um, we put we put up a web uh, link to uh, YouTube, Kevin Hunter who's, uh, I think, very familiar to some of our listeners. We get texts all the time and and calls saying, listen to Kevin Hunter. Um, He has two videos, a two-part video series on his uh, channel on YouTube. Uh, Dealers Not Charging Over MSRP and Dealers Not Charging Over MSRP Part 2. And they're getting uh, crowdsourced information from all over the country. And so they're um, going through and listing all the dealers that you can get a deal at and not get overcharged.
0: uh, But let me warn everyone about this. There are dealers that don't charge charge over MSRP, very, very, very few. And there are those that say they don't charge.
1: Well, it's only a 13-second video.
0: Uh, Yeah. I'm just kidding. Over MSRP. But... But what they, the dealers that say, we don't charge over MSRP, can be more deceptive right. than the ones that do. If you charge over MSRP, and you put a denim label on the window, and the customer comes in, and when you say, we charge $5,000 over MSRP, you're honest. Yeah. You're not no, dishonest. No, they're not I don't like it. you're doing it, but, but if you say, I don't charge over MSRP, and they've got $5,000 in hidden fees and dealer installed right. accessories, then you're this, dishonest. Just so
1: you know, this, uh, the information is not from the dealers. These are from customers who yeah. bought the cars and said, and brought in the information. Not
0: necessarily the customers that bought the cars. Customers that went in to buy a car. They may or may not. No,
1: have. they're they're showing uh, information. Are this they? is Kevin Hunter. He's like okay. an advocate guy. So.
0: Okay. Well.
1: So it's a little bit more. I hope you're in. But yeah. But of course, buyer uh, uh, beware when you go in there. I mean, keep your yeah. eyes open. Just because uh, there's one uh, looks good. Yeah.
0: Even even this show, Earl Sterling cars, our mystery shops. We never know for sure what would. Happen because we don't buy cars that often. We have bought a car, I think once or twice, haven't we? Still, we bought a car. Uh, one time we bought a car. Yeah. So and we probably ought to do more of that. I mean, it's just it, it, you know, just a lot more trouble to do it. i mean we get our money back. I'm mean, one way or the other, but but. Uh, 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 The only way to find out what you're really paid is to go through the sales process and the F&I process, the box. You really don't get screwed completely until you go through F&I. And the F&I, where the dealer makes uh, as much or more money as they does in, in the front end, they call it the back end, that's where they really get you. And they hit you with reams of paper, sign here, sign here, sign here, and intelligent people. Attorneys, sometimes. You know, nobody reads everything they sign. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. My attorney doesn't read everything he signs. Uh, nobody re- can. It's impossible to read everything. Mm-hmm. So until you go home and then you do read, you don't know what you paid. So let's not be flipping about who really uh, is charging over MSRB and who's
4: not. Well, I've got one here for you, Stu. Uh, Donovan is asking... Do you know how long before you will start to receive the BZ4X? Yes, it seems to be getting pretty close. And have you had any customers asking about it?
1: Yeah, we have uh, a few people on a on a on a waiting list. Um, first one's going to get here this summer, and it will likely be the last uh, BZ4X we'll see in probably a year. Um, the dealers in outside of California um, will be getting one, one BZ4X electric uh, vehicle, and, uh, and then they'll wait to find out when they might get another one. Wow. Yeah, so it's a, uh, if you want a BZ4X, it might be a little bit easier if you lived in California and I think maybe Oregon and Washington State, I'm not sure, but uh, that's the way it's going to roll out at first. Uh, Toyota is getting into the EV market, but very slowly.
4: Wow. Yeah.
2: Okay, folks.
4: And one other quick one Regina Downing says, thank you for your show. I absolutely love the wonderful working relationship and respect amongst your team. Aww.
2: Oh, thank you. Oh. That
4: feels good. All right.
2: no, it it does.
1: does. And I have a text from Gary that says, I read everything I sign. <laughs> really? No, I'm just kidding. Impressive. <laughs> that's our lawyer.
0: <laughs> no, you know that, that's an interesting. You know, I'm gonna start asking lawyers that I know if they read. Hey, have you ever thought? Of, I I get stuff. I mean, I, of course I I pass it down the line. I tell Stu to read it, or I or Janet or somebody else. I just don't like to read long fine print. I mean, and people know that. If you can read it, if your eyes will be able to focus on it, uh, you just you follow. And if you
1: want me to not read something, send me a really long email in small font.
0: Yeah, I had a, mm-hmm. yeah, and they sent me a, a thing the other day. Oh, uh, the Yeah, And they kept calling me, calling me, and so I sent it to Janet and Sean. I said, should I sign this? I just can't. I haven't got the time, I mean, you know, I, to read pages and pages of fine print. So, the, the folks, the system is set up to take advantage of you legally. So, be careful
2: yes <clears throat> okay we're gonna go back to the telephones where charles has been waiting good morning charles
6: hi good morning um, i've got a couple of questions about the a car over the summer um i'll be heading back and forth in the not too distant future and i'm gonna just sort of run through the things that i do and i want to get rick's uh girls and everybody's ideas on whether the procedure is or good. So here's what I do. Okay, number one, change the oil. Number two, fill the tank fully with the stabilizer. Drive the car for a couple of miles, and then have it washed. Then what I do is I have the battery terminal disconnected at the negative. And then I cover it. The reason I cover it is not so much because I want to it. outside but it's actually the inside here in Florida. We seem to have an awful lot of bugs. And last year we had back was covered literally under the hood and under your hat. And then my final question is, is there anything that you can do to prevent sort of a moldy
4: water smell coming out of your hands? Um the moldy odor smell is going to be from the condensation that builds up when you're driving the car so when taking it on that last test drive set it for fresh air intake you know the, the air from the outside put the blower on high and for about the last mile or two turn off the AC button so that the A- the air conditioner itself is turned off hmm. so that the, the freon will quit flowing the temperature will get a little warmer, but that air blowing across the, the evaporator core will help dry all the water off. And with no water, that'll reduce that mold and musty smell. Uh, are you using any sort of a trickle charger on the battery?
6: I, I can't. I live in a condo complex, and it just they uh, do that up north. Mm-hmm. In my garage my condo up north, but I can't do it down
4: here. What you might? I know you. You don't have a place to plug in, obviously, for that. Uh, what I'd recommend, try looking into maybe one of the ones that hooks up to the battery and uses a solar cell. Because it, it, the modern solar cells now can produce enough power that will produce a couple amps of power. And that's really all you need for to, a trickle charger, is just something that puts just enough power to kind of bring that battery up in its state of charge just so a little gonna bit. Be, your car's going to be outside, right? Right. If you if you're outside and
6: not
4: sure how much you probably still get enough sunlight that it would work. I because mean, it's it's even the reflected sunlight will still charge on a solar charger. It, it does not actually need direct solar access, but even reflected light coming in on unless you're in just a, a pitch black, pitch dark area or real super heavy shade, then it might not work.
0: Is there anybody you trust enough to drive that car once a week for you? Well, that was another
4: question. If I have somebody here drive my car uh, a couple
6: of miles. Does that really make a difference?
4: Yes, that actually makes a huge, huge difference. If even if all they do is they start the engine, they drive it, say five, ten miles, park it, but let it run for a little while, and again. Do that trick with the air conditioner, so that it gets all the water out of the out of the evaporator core. You would see a, a, a vast improvement in the lifespan of the car just from that little bit right there. You
6: can run through those uh, for
4: the air Yeah. Um, turn turn the AC off. Set the air intake to the outside fresh air intake, and put the blower on high fastest blower speed the max amount of air coming through it but with the fresh air so it's outside air coming in and air conditioning actually turned off
0: you know i had i had one question about something you said about covering your car Uh, years ago uh... when i was uh, evil and i had a motorcycle and i lived uh... in a condo on the ocean uh, i used to cover my motorcycle and it uh, it completely rusted away, and I hypothesized that I, I did that because I was close to the ocean. I hypothesized that that uh, without an airflow, that the salt that was sitting more uh, settling more down than oh, I had never noticed that before I covered the motorcycle mm-hmm. when I covered it, it seemed it rusted faster than when I didn 't cover it. Do you have a thought on that, Rick?
4: Well, modern car covers are supposed to allow a, an airflow through without letting like the moisture and the salt maybe, get Maybe through, that was my problem. This yeah, was long time ago, yeah. But then also, with when you're close to the ocean like that, all bets are off because right, anything right. can happen at that point. Especially if you get a really heavy offshore breeze, Yeah that wet salt air could actually come right up under the cover So he should cover, and now it's collecting
0: he, in there. He should cover his car.
4: Yeah, for yeah. the best best way. Yeah. And if possible, if you have a choice of parking positions, if you can put a building between you and the... If you live near the salt water, put the building between you and the salt water. That would reduce that salt air that's actually getting to the car yeah. and reduce a lot of that corrosion. Yeah. yeah I've often
6: thought that would be something desirable if I could move.
0: Like my car a little bit. Like, uh, we all have a side parking spots, right so. <laughs> Well, th- you know, thanks for that question because you and about 10,000 other people uh, uh, are worried about that. It's, it's really a challenge. You have so many people here that go back north over the summer, and then what happens to your car when it's sitting there for that period of time? Everybody worries about that, so your question really enlightened a lot of people. I thank you very much for the call.
6: Just another thing, just quickly, is on that uh, gas stabilizer. Here I found that uh, it basically sold out in Palm Beach County. Everybody was grabbing it off the shelves. Huh. There wasn't any to be had. So if you're planning to go north, it's a stabilizer a little early.
0: Or Amazon.com. Yep, Amazon is always a good Thanks
2: for the call. You know, it was amazing how much attention we gave to that motorcycle, and it was in a great location. Mm. Uh, but we're talking back in the 80s, and it was protected by a wall. Yep. And I want to tell you what, I had never seen anything rust like that Harley Davidson. The guy that came down from Harley stood in front of the bike, and he cried. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to back to the phones. We're going to talk to Eileen, who is a first-time caller. Good morning, Eileen.
7: Hi. Good morning.
2: Welcome. You won yourself fifty dollars, Eileen. $50. Oh, just by being the first new female caller. Oh wow. Yeah. You just made my day. Oh, great. So you send me your email me your information. Okay. You're welcome. What can we do for you?
7: Well, my question is I'm just debating on um, a Tesla. And I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out what the biggest benefit of an electric car is as opposed to not. And, you know, the distance that we travel, it feels like it's more of a, I don't know if it's more of a hassle than it's worth, or what your thoughts are on it.
0: What, uh, How much driving do you do, Eileen? um, uh, Per week, how many miles do you drive on the average? Um, I I would say probably
7: I'm mainly a local person, driving around pretty local in in the Jupiter area. However, I do go up to Orlando quite often, down to Miami.
0: If you, if you be careful which car if you're talking about a Tesla that's not going to be an issue for you um, you, you may know that I drive a Tesla and my and my son's still used to and uh, they have an amazing system for uh, having a car charged I have a, a, a charger in my garage at home but even if I didn't have when I drive the charger there Tesla chargers all over the place in Florida and, and pretty much the whole United States between here and Orlando Uh uh, the, uh, your, your dash will tell you, your, your, your readout will tell you uh, you're getting low in charge, uh, the nearest charger is here, uh, the, the nearest fast charger is there. A fast charger will completely charge, uh, will charge at 80 percent in 20 minutes in a Tesla. And uh, you, you're never going to have a problem of not being able to get there. You'll have probably 300 plus miles of charge, fully charged. So as you're going to Orlando, you can get all the way from from where you are to Orlando on one charge charge up when you're in Orlando and then come back home but uh, I love it I love uh, passing gas stations I love uh, the whole electric car experience and I think uh, uh, Tesla's coming out with a new uh, low price model Uh, they have a complete line so uh, Like every other car, you're going to have to wait a long time to buy one because there's a waiting list. But uh, um, Stu and I are very high on electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. And do you highly
7: recommend
0: Uh, n- not, not necessarily i I, I happen to uh, I, I'm kind of a tech guy I mean I like the the high tech of the of the Tesla and a lot of other bells and whistles on it uh, in, in, in terms of practicality a good hybrid today uh, is uh, is a really good investment I mean you can't go wrong uh, 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 I would uh, check consumer reports uh, look at the hybrids available. Uh, and, and and choose a model uh, style that you like. Uh, that would be your safest course. Yeah, I, I have to be honest about Tesla. The quality in the Tesla is not what the quality is in some of the uh, other cars that are out there available for sale. It's yeah. it, it has its challenges. Yeah. And I what I just said about how much I love my Tesla yeah. is tainted by my uh, my tech thing. I just I'm amazed at what the Tesla, the high tech, the the, the things it'll do. And uh, and unless you're a tech, not uh, you probably wouldn't be overwhelmed like I am.
2: And Eileen, it's just a it's a personal uh, preference. No. Uh, actually, um, we ride uh, in the. Tesla. I've driven the Tesla, and Earl's right about the technology. It's um, unbelievable, but there's some things Tesla failed at, and for that, uh, we um, I drive the Avalon, and uh, we kind of take turns back and forth, but Earl on any day will tease me. Uh, (laughs) I didn't have to get any gas today. How much did it cost you? So, we go, we we have the luxury of, of having both vehicles, but it is definitely Personal preference. The Prius, you simply can't go wrong, that's for sure. And most of the cars um, that I'm dealing with are, well, they're hybrids. Uh, the Rav, I mean, I could go through a whole laundry list of cars that are just amazing. You have a lot of options today. Yeah, I'm just
7: I, kind of stammering, you know, kind of putting my feet in it right now. So it's you know, all gas. Oil,
2: uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Eileen, if we have answered all your questions, I want to remind you again, you did win $50 for giving us a call this morning, and I'd love for you to spread the word. Our platform here is very important, as your voice is. Well, thank you so much.
7: I'll be glad
2: to. You're quite welcome. Have a great day. All righty. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And uh, don't forget one more. I'm waiting for one more call from a female caller. She can win herself fifty dollars this morning. Now back to Stu. All
1: right. It's a text that says, "I have a question for Rick." Camry. I wanted to get my brake calipers painted, but was told that they're not high performance and that the paint would not look how I wanted it to. I was told to try caliper covers, but I have seen bad things about them online, and they could damage your car. What are your thoughts on caliper covers for a Camry?
4: Uh, caliper covers are basically just a decorative thing. Uh, I, I don't see any issues with using them. Uh, I mean, you, unless you're like doing a lot of really high-speed performance driving, you're not going to have any heat issues from that. Painting the calipers, same issue. Uh, if you if you want to take the time to clean it all up really well and paint it, sometimes they look really nice that way if they're done properly.
1: Yeah, I think I had red calipers in that super I used to drive. Mm-hmm. Very fancy. A,
4: lo- a lot of the fancier high-end cars, they they paint the calipers, and I think it's just a. Uh, more of a cost-saving feature is the only reason the factories don't usually paint calipers because they're pretty well hidden by the wheels. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, next one, we have another text from Anne-Marie, and she just wants to say that our, your show is a valuable resource. I always learn something new every week. Thanks for giving a wider picture of the vehicle selling business. The average car buyer doesn't necessarily know that Carvana and Room are not dealers, and I learn something new every day. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Anne-Marie.
1: Moving along. Uh, Good morning, all. This is from Bob. Um, Good morning, all. I I will be leaving in a week to return to Cape Cod, or a a summer, for five months. I understand that the Toyota dealer in my little town, way out near the end of the Cape, is one of two dealers in Massachusetts that advertises he's selling at MSRP. I need a truck, and we'll be visiting that dealer within the next three weeks, and I'll give you a call after I go there to tell you how we make out. That's good, um, and uh, and buy it from Bob, and he lives within uh, walking distance of our dealership.
0: Hey, why don't you walk over and buy a truck from us? Just <laughs> hey, let's do let's do an online shop with that guy. Well,
1: yeah. well, it's the dealership is uh, Ira Toyota in Orleans, Massachusetts. Ira Toyota. Or Ira Toyota. Huh. It's not yeah. Jafari Toyota.
0: Yeah, we'll do a little. Uh, okay. We'll do a little uh, online
1: shop. And we got a text from Frank in Jupiter Farms, one of our regulars. And uh, I, f- I forwarded the pictures. I'm not sure. He sent me some pictures that look like some car parts and
4: some tanks to Rick. <laughs> I don't know oh. what they are. What, were they, what are those, strut uh, towers? One of those looks like some sort of like a jack stand okay. and then a couple of antique fuel cans.
1: All right. I'll send them to John. John, maybe you can put it up on, on the screen so you can see what we're talking about. And one more text here. This is from Liz in Stewart, Florida. Uh, she said, you were just talking about Prius cars. Um, are the hybrid Prius a good electric vehicle or is the RAV4 considered better? Hmm. Um, better in maintenance of miles per gallon um, or better for a first car for an 18-year-old? Um, well, I can tell you that the first Car for my son was a was a Prius, and my first car for my older daughter was a Rav4 hybrid. And as far as safety goes, um, I felt safe putting them both in both of, uh, in both cars. Uh, the Liz makes a point. She says Prius is a smaller vehicle, um, and but Rav4 is bigger, so you have more vehicle around you. I can tell you right now, all new vehicles right now, whether it's a Toyota or any other new make, um, are they come loaded with safety equi- equipment, um, passive and active. safety Safety systems that are really making a difference in in injuries and traffic deaths. And if they're wearing their seatbelt, I would say uh, I would be comfortable putting an 18 year old first time driver in both vehicles. Perfect car. That's just my opinion.
0: (laughs) It is, perfect car, it really is. And the cool thing about it is, you know, I think back when I was a teenager, uh, when I was a teenager, I liked acceleration and uh, and now, if I were a teenager, I could have acceleration and fuel economy. Okay.
1: And could uh, you imagine you in a Tesla uh, Model S in 1958? Yeah. Yeah. you would be... A, well, Dangerous. Right, you would be in jail. I'd be, I'd well, I be was
2: a, just going to say he wouldn't be sitting here.
1: Well, he'd probably be like, um, you know... Serving <laughs> time. He'd probably be like uh, abducted by the Pentagon and want to know how he had this magical car in 1958.
4: That'd be a real good question. Yeah, he'd, <laughs> be, he'd
1: be in custody for sure. All right, um... We have an anonymous feedback uh, that came in giving us another source for crowdsourced information about dealers that sell it at MSRP and like'll point out before take take this uh, with a grain of salt and investigate yourselves but it's a a, a a website and I went there it's called ya Y-A-A. and actually the website name is join yaa J-O-I-N-Y-A-A.com/ Oh, and I lost my spot. I'm going through multiple tabs. Slash dealers, yaa, join yaa.com/dealers, and it's supposed to list dealers that are not selling over MSRP. And uh, here's the last anonymous feedback I'm going to read this morning, uh, Earl. You are guilty as you admitted. Seventy percent profit is seventy-three percent. Seventy-three percent profit is ridiculous. You are back to your old ways in the auto industry.
0: Well, I, I say, now, now you made me cry. I and I told I right. already told you I felt guilty, and now you're you're picking on me. Yeah, that's called kicking the guy when he's down. I mean, I my defense is that I'm selling cars for less money than all the other dealers. And there's no surprises. What and you see so, is what you get. if and and I say on this radio show to cleanse my conscience, don't buy a car. I'm telling you. Today is a terrible time. Don't buy a car from me. Don't buy a tears. car from anybody until the prices come down. Nancy just gave me some tissue. Wipe away your tears. No, And so, you just don't believe me, I, but I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm telling Everybody's you. Everybody's crying. I Look at Stu. Oh, yeah. Rick. Oh. So anyway, I. I am. a I am. I I wear two hats: a consumer advocate, a consumer advocate. I say, don't buy a car. Uh, Car dealer, put my car dealer hat on. I'm a car dealer. I will sell you a car for less money than the other dealers, and I'm selling to you at MSRP. But remember what I said with my other hat on: don't buy a car. So, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm ambivalent. I know that, but I don't know what else to do. Right.
1: Yeah, it's a I mean, tough, si- be, it's a tough I, situation. Would
0: I, would I be foolish if I were to cut my prices to... I mean, I have no cars in, in stock now. We it have no cars. Sense. We have over 900 cars in our order bank. They're ordered cars. And another two or 300 and, filled. And, and, what would, and what would happen if I, if I started selling at $1,000 below MSRP? I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell more cars. I'd make not, much yeah. less money. But would I feel better? See, I, I think I'd still have guilt. I feel guilty about.
1: I just, let's 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 move on. To let's move on. Yeah, I don't like I don't like where your head's going. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, I'm okay with the MSRP. Hey, we have some comments on Facebook. Uh, let's see. Chuck says wants to know what's the best way to clean the headlight um, with uh, smoky plastic. He's trying lemon and baking soda. That sounds delicious. What do you What do you
4: recommend? <laughs> <laughs> I prefer my headlights barbecued. (laughs) Uh, Actually, a lot of the commercial products available from the local auto parts stores will do the job quite nicely. I've tried quite a few of them over the years, testing them on various family members' cars. They all seem to work about the same well. You'll get about another year before you need to do it again. (coughs) It all depends on how much effort you put into basically scrubbing them clean with these various products. Uh, The the more effort you put in, the longer they're going to last. How long on the average does
0: it take you to do the headlights?
4: Uh, For the ones that I've done, I spend half an hour to 45 minutes total On the two headlights, doing all the scrubbing and cleaning, disassembling, cleaning, and putting them back together. Yeah, pretty much. Well, we don't even really disassemble. I just use masking tape on all the areas around it, Mm. and then they usually. Most of these kits have like a uh, a scrubby pad with a uh, like a cleaner chemical and abrasive chemical that will clean away the outside Mm. layer. Yeah, you're almost polishing that layer off, and then you have a, a spray that goes back on. That makes it come up nice and clear and clean again, and like I say, most times doing that will get you a year to a year and a half of a relatively nice, clean headlight, mm-hmm. and then they're going to start fogging up again. Gotcha. And you go back and do it again.
2: Okay. Yeah, there you go.
4: I, I'm actually planning, personally, I'm going to replace my headlight assemblies soon by brand new ones, and when I do. I'm going to take them to a local place here and actually have a clear plastic 3M vinyl coating put on them, the the stick-on coating, so that it'll probably last me two or three more years before I ever have to try to touch them again.
2: Great idea. Uh, We're going to go back to the phones where um, Rosie's holding uh, from Singer Island. Good morning, Rosie. Good morning. Welcome. Oh, you're we're glad to hit you. What I'm
7: calling about is your opinion on a a roll across is supposed
1: to come out. Yes. Um, those are um, – its a Corolla Cross is like a uh, crossover version of the uh, Toyota Corolla, and they are being made now. But th- 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 Similar to like I mentioned – I don't know if you were listening earlier – I mentioned about the uh, new electric vehicle. It's such a low-production car right now, so um, it's very, very hard to get. Um, all new vehicles are hard to get. Uh, about
0: six months, right?
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, or at least six months, and um, that that's one of the ones – Usually we say three to six months for uh, like cars like Camrys and Corollas, once you get up to the Corolla Cross, it could be six months or, or a year. It's, it's, it's a really long time. And
7: consumer reports doesn't really give it a really great
0: rating. Then I wouldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't realize that. That's d- disappointing as a toilet dealer. Yeah. Hate to see that, but it happens. But not
1: that crazy for like a brand new model. You know, something that comes yeah. out sometimes, they don't sh- shake it up maybe yeah. the next year. And I think you've given that advice as well. When you have a brand new model, don't get the first year. Um, let them, uh, Earl said that before in the past about just uh, d- don't be the uh, guinea pig. <laughs> Actually,
7: I have a matrix, which I love. Oh yeah. They don't make
1: them anymore. I know. Twenty
7: thirteen.
1: This would probably be the closest thing to that. This was that was a, the Matrix was a Corolla matrix also. So mm-hmm. this is uh so I see why you're interested in it. So you just gotta be a little bit patient and uh, and maybe let's uh let us uh them shake out some of the bugs. Do
7: you by any chance know why they gave up
1: the Matrix? I don't know any particular reasons, but um all Car manufacturers will cycle in and out. It probably might have to do with sales. Maybe they weren't selling enough of them, uh, or as many as they thought they're going to sell. Or uh, not really, not really sure.
0: Yeah, Rosie. All the manufacturers, Toyota included, has too many models. Yeah. Uh, they make it too complicated uh, for the customer, and they try to. F- please everybody in what they do is they just don't have enough when you consider the different models of each make and you consider the different colors available and the combinations and permutations of options accessories and everything else to have one of everything in a dealer inventory a dealer probably have to have 10,000 cars on the ground and that's just not not the way it should be and eventually cars will be not carried in inventory like that they'll be ordered but they cut of the Matrix because they just had to cut something. Uh, I remember when they cut off the Solera convertible we all cried in Florida. Oh. All Toyota dealers and, sure. and customers because it was a great car in Florida. But in the rest of the world they just weren't selling them. So It's all a business, a big, big business and uh, the manufacturers make those decisions and it makes some people angry and makes other people they don't care.
2: Yeah, yeah. And in, in Ro- Rosie, there was a lot of people that asked about the Matrix. You know, but like uh, Earl said, uh, with uh, the uh, stelica with the solera I mean, it's just unfortunate, but they're gone. It won't be like you know you
7: have, you hang on your old clothes. And eventually,
2: they come around and there's a <laughs> very uh. well put. Yeah. Very well.
0: <laughs> that reminds me to get my bell bottoms out of the closet.
7: know the
1: Yeah. Let's see how it does let's let's see how it does in the, the next year.
2: Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Rosie. You're welcome, Rosie. Give us a call again.
0: You know, Rosie says Rosie said something else that piqued my my uh, memory, and this is an internal issue that uh, my dealership has and Stu and I are working on it but uh, basically I had a customer very angry he called me up and said uh, I came down from uh, Martin County to buy a Corolla Cross because your website said you had 15 in inventory and then we, we, we looked and we uh, analyzed we found out what's happening is I found out, uh, others knew about it that uh, Toyota nationally uh, is putting uh, cars on dealers websites uh... with their computer on our website we have no choice and they say well we've been allocated in terms of that model but they're not necessarily not sold and they're not necessarily on the ground. In our case as I said earlier, we don't have any cars on the ground. If you go to our website and you don't read carefully uh, you'll find out, it says to check with the dealer for availability but it also says 15 uh, this dealer has 15 but you better check with him to see if he really has 15. So heads up with all manufacturers I'm sure it's not just Toyota that's doing that. If you go online and you see, oh and we have uh, she was very. You can't Stu, miss this. She was <laughs> very proud. We have we have gone above and beyond the call of duty. A big uh, pop-up that says, "We're lying to you. We really don't have the cars. They're not in stock, and it's uh, about as good a disclosure as we can do." So, uh, the word to the people that are online shopping: when you go online and a dealer. Uh, says he has cars online. He probably uh, in stock. He probably doesn't. Now, with in fairness, there are some cars in stock. Some dealers prefer to have their yeah, cars well, in I'd stock.
1: Be careful of those places. Yeah.
0: Well, some dealers prefer <laughs> to have them in, in, in stock because they're selling for ten thousand dollars over sticker. Uh, if they were selling for sticker or less, and they're not going to sell them for less for sure, they wouldn't be in stock. <laughs> but they wouldn't be in stock. So the reason we don't have any cars in stock is because we have the lowest price. The other dealers are getting $10,000 thousand five thousand three thousand thousands over sticker. But call ahead of time and see what is there before you drive 20 or 30 miles and find out the lot's empty.
2: Okay, we are going to go back to the phones and this is going to be our last call before we get to the Mr. Shopping Report. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Frank.
3: Well, good morning to yo. you all.
1: Yeah. Oh. So what was that picture? <laughs> Oh, very good. I'll send it to Jonathan so he can put it up.
0: right, Frank. There are a lot of those folks out there.
1: You got it, Frank.
2: Great, great hearing from you, Frank. Have a wonderful weekend. We're going to go to the mystery shopping report, and uh, <clears throat> out there in well, Happy Land, I hope, because you're watching our show, you're going to vote on the mystery shop and uh, you can do so by texting us at 772-497-6530 we went out to tennessee and uh, our agent lightning is a breath of fresh air she is just amazing she's done an amazing job from the start and i hope it won't be the finish for her for a long long time mystery shop from Murph freeborough Toyota? Did I pronounce that correctly? It's hard to say. Murfreesboro.
1: It's a mouthful. Murfreesboro. My,
0: Murfreesboro. my, my lips get in. You
2: I can't do it.
1: It's
0: Murfreesboro. There it yeah. is. Murfreesboro. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. Okay. Back to the recovering car dealer.
0: After a couple of weeks roughing up the Naples and Auto Group, that was a lot of fun. We, we're going to do that some more. It's a lot of fun. Earl Stewart and Cars is turning its attention elsewhere. That's one of the fun things about our mystery shops. We keep all the car dealers out there guessing. And uh, I wish we had an undercover agent just in a car dealership to see what they talked about. But, uh, that's too much personnel. That would be too costly. They never know what we're going to do and where we're going to turn up next. Much to the relief of South Florida dealers, our target this week in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Toyota of Murfreesboro, a Terry Taylor dealership. Boy, I tell you, he's everywhere, isn't he? Yeah, Terry Taylor. Surprising. Unbelievable. He's got several stores right here. And uh, you looked up uh, later on in the report how many dealerships. The largest private owner of dealerships probably in the world, Terry Taylor. We've been to Murfreesboro uh, before Agent Lightning has already a mystery shop Beeman Chrysler Jeep Dodge Fiat of Murfreesboro. You just keep throwing that Murfreesboro and you know it messes my tongue and my lips up. Murfreesboro Nissan and Smail Mazda of Murfreesboro. I put that in parentheses yeah. for you. It was optional. <laughs> All of these dealerships were delightfully, delightfully superior to the typical South Florida dealer in terms of the customer experience. They're part of a greater trend we've observed. Once you get north of Orlando, dealers start behaving better. Uh, it's interesting that we have. Here's the here's the here's the proof. There, we got Terry Taylor, and we know stores like Southern. Uh, the Nissan and Southern, Southern. Palms and. Southern 441. And
1: it's, hard, it's, it's hard to identify which dealers are his.
0: you got to yeah, know. Yeah, terrible, terrible uh, way they treat their customers. And then you go to Murfreesboro, same owner. So uh, the message, the moral there is it isn't the owners of these dealerships. See, the owners are removed. I mean, whether you're talking Bill Wallace or Terry Taylor or any owner. Uh, the the less control you have, the more out of control you get, and the worse your customers get treated. You have you have a, a business, a retail business, that pays commission. Everybody in your dealerships, speaking to dealers now, is on commission. have ten percent, five percent, twenty-five percent, forty percent, whatever it is, they're all on commission. When it casts away the My School play, yep. uh, Terry Taylor owns a dealership in uh, Murfreesboro, and in spite of what he wants to do, it's a nice place. And it's a, apparently a rural, or a um, laid back, a cultural uh, thing. And we look at all the different uh, dealerships we've shopped, and they've all been nice. So we'll see what happens here. <coughs> uh, the truth is, dealers start behaving better further. Away. I said that. Ah, no, you missed that. Okay, uh, they, they, they get a highly further away. You get from high metro areas. That's true. I mean, what's the uh, experiment? You put too many rats in a cage and they eat each other.
1: That was my experiment in tenth grade. And yes, they they yeah. ate each other, and they weren't supposed to eat each other. Yeah, it was very upsetting.
0: So when you're when you're in Oklahoma or North Dakota, you don't have as many rats. Right. And when you're in New York City, you squeeze them together. People yeah, kill these. Yeah, and, and you're <laughs> when yourself there are a lot of rats, so we got too many rats in South Florida, that's what it boils down to uh, so lots of dealers mean fierce competition and I said earlier you're paying on, it's profit follow the money commission, and when you have car dealers on every block, and you have competing, same brand, every 8 or 9 miles away and you're advertising in the same media, in the same marketplace. How are you going to get this customer to come in to see you first? You have to have the lower price. And how are you going to have a lower price when your competition is already, is already lying about his price? you got to be a bigger liar. So that's the answer. It's the biggest liars win the game. <coughs> and that's what we have in South Florida. But not in Murfreesboro. Uh... When Agent Lightning gets good treatment in Murfreesboro, it's because the salesman's not caught up in the same desperate rat race that a salesman in Hollywood, Florida is, or Coconut Creek. That is why we feel less guilty sending Agent Lightning on missions to places like Greensboro, Pennsylvania, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Murfreesboro Toyota is the first out of state. By the time I'm through with this report, I'll be able to say Murfreesboro. You better. Yes and uh, uh, we mystery shops it'll be interesting to see how they handle a sale during the ongoing inventory crisis down here in South Florida most if not all Toyota dealerships are selling over MSRP plus junk fees and that's our new word we learned from the Federal Trade Commission who went after Napleton and some other folks thank you Uncle Sam Yes, Operation Report I'm speaking as if I am Agent Lightning we hadn't even climbed out of the car when we were greeted by an enthusiastic salesman named Azim. His uh, name tape, tag, uh, sorry. tag read Azim Z Khan, and he pronounced himself, introduced himself as Z, you know, like Zoro. kind of cool. Yeah. It's
1: not really, that's what the Russians are putting on their tanks right now. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't realize
0: that. Why?
1: It's a symbol of support for the Russians. Oh, (laughs) It's not a good name, then. Not a good
0: name. (laughs) My husband had spotted him watching us uh, when we pulled in. We knew we had an aggressive salesperson on our hands. Well, aggressive is a relative term, right? She noticed our Florida plates, (coughs) asked if we lived locally because Murfreesboro Toyota was not selling vehicles to anyone out of state. I told him we would be registering our new vehicle locally. That's interesting that he would say that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, why wouldn't he? I don't know. Uh, Maybe he wasn't Z asked what we were interested in getting. I told him either a RAV4 hybrid or a Highlander hybrid He said he knew that they had no Highlander hybrids in stock But he thought he had a RAV4 hybrid XLE premium that may have been available Z asked me my top three color choices. I guess that was in case the in stock one wasn't really available I told him I was open to anything but red I'm the same way. I mean, I wouldn't. Well, I, I got a red. You got car. a red car. <laughs> I got, but I mean, I wouldn't buy a red Rav4. Red I mean, no. it depends on what you yeah, want. Yeah, a sports car is. Yeah, good I special order, paid extra for my red. Uh, Tesla. So he asked us to follow him inside so we could get some more information from us. Uh, we gave him my son's uh, local address. Then he excused himself to find out about the RAV4 hybrid. Z was uh, back at three minutes to report that that was the fastest return that Agent Lightning's ever reported. One of the three minutes. To report that the RAV4 he thought was here was actually not available for sale until tomorrow because it needed to be reprogrammed. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Well, a software issue. It probably had uh, a recall. Was, uh, you know, don't you deliver this car. Yeah. Do not sell this car Stop, sell. until you reflash. All right. is the uh, tech term. Uh, and it was red. How yeah. do you like that? Why would it? I oh, never mind. The MSRP. Do we have any? Do we order red wraps, Oh That's all we get. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, we get. We My get with the. the comedian, cus- yeah. We order with the with the customers if yeah. they want.
0: The MSRP was thirty nine thousand six twenty three, with no addendum. Bum, 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 bum. See, that's that's not good. That's a stealth addendum. Yeah, that's that's not good. Uh, Well, you'll find out why it's not good in a minute. I asked if it was possible to test drive it because I had never driven a hybrid before. She said we could drive it around the parking lot. He said that Terry Taylor, their owner, who owns 122 dealerships, I, I guess that's accurate. That's a lot of dealerships. Uh, that's almost as many as AutoNation has. Uh, doesn't allow cars that need to be reprogrammed to be driven off the lot, which makes a lot of sense uh, because the manufacturer says don't do it.
1: Now, I just want to say that. Th- that sentence is weird, and I'm reporting what Agent Lighten is bringing, so this is how he presented the reason why they couldn't drive it off the lot, mm-hmm. and he slipped in the Taylor- Terry Taylor or- or- owning 122 dealerships mm-hmm. in that sentence. Yeah. So I think he was trying to yeah may, d- describe the li- potential liability of something like that. Yeah, it
0: could be, yeah, yeah. It's probably true. She said that this particular car has something going on with the traction, and that would be the software reflash, that Rick would use the term there. Uh, and it could be a liability for the dealership. If
4: anything happened, I agreed to drive around the lot. I, I could see that potential. There, there, It's tiny, it's minute, but yeah. there is a potential. Yeah, yeah. it's not, so, not a bad thing to do. Yeah.
0: Z uh, knew a lot about Toyota and a lot about hybrids. He told us he sold many different brands of cars, but Toyota's by far the best. He said uh, that about, that's what he says about all the brands he sold. Probably. And <laughs> <Right. laughs> Fiat, or, by far, is the best. <laughs> right. and let me tell you, this Fiat is by far the best car I ever sold. He said that about 90% of all RAV4s sold are still on the road. That's probably true. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I said, that was impressive. That is impressive. Um, we, <laughs> we headed back inside. My husband excused himself to make a phone call. He knows, I, I feel strange when I say my husband was inside. But I'm okay. speaking in the first person. Okay. As if you're, I plan, were, you're playing as a part. Yeah. He knows I operate best alone. Z and I found a desk and sat down. Z wanted me to know, first of all, that there was a severe car shortage. Yeah. <laughs> like, who doesn't know? Well, I guess I I shouldn't have said that Some people don't know that Um, He said that he didn't want any surprises So he told me they had a $5,000 markup On all of their cars And they should have put it on the addendum label But they didn't Uh, But okay I said that was surprising. That that, that was a surprise.
1: Yeah. I don't want this to be a surprise, but surprise. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) I let Z know that we had done uh, some shopping in South Florida, and the Toyota dealers down there was not going over MSRP. Z told me, uh, to believe him. Not to believe him. All dealerships are marking their cars up over MSRP, and if they say they aren't, they're lying. He may have believed that, right? And I I just said it on the air about half an hour ago. Uh, Most dealers will say they're not selling over MSRP or online. Uh, I'm going on and on. I realize that. Z came back with a worksheet, but before he reviewed the figures, he went over some of the perks of buying from Murfreesboro Toyota, especially their free lifetime warranty.
1: (laughs) By the way, real quick, I I, I know you're saying Murfreesboro a lot. I noticed on his... um, on the worksheet later on, he, he referred to M
0: slash Borough. Oh, now, he didn't even want to say it. borough. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot to write. Yeah, Um, yeah, uh, Mr. Taylor is very wealthy, and he is probably has millions in the bank, uh, maybe billions. I, I don't know. And that's how he can afford to warranty all the cars. That's that's just silly. <laughs> yeah.
1: He says he's so rich, he's going to give you a lifetime warranty.
0: Hey, listen. Mr. Taylor is so rich, he could sell you the car. Well, if he's so rich, why do you want to charge me 5000 over a sticker? so rich, why doesn't he wants give me the car? <laughs> right. He should be giving the car. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know, I actually had to read this the second time to realize how silly it was. And here, you walk in cold, you're talking to a salesman, you believe it all. I mean... Our tendency is to trust people and believe people, I think. Most people, I know some that don't feel that way. The top line was labeled market value selling price, and that's on the worksheet. $44,623, $5,000 over MSRP, as promised. (laughs) There was a $798 dock fee. Uh, That's a hidden fee, a dealer fee. Plus sales tax and non-tax fees. That's more non-tax fees with the junk fees and markup. Uh, Murfreesboro Toyota was selling his uh, RAV4 Hybrid for $5,798 over MSRP. Okay, I told Z. I wasn't paying almost six thousand over MSRP. I need to find my husband. I said also, I really didn't want to uh, overpay for a color I don't like, red. I don't want a red red For her. I didn't even like. I got up, thanked Z, and walked out. And there we are. Uh, I have a uh, the add-on sheets here showing no addendum, <laughs> the MSRP, and uh, the lifetime warranty. Uh, lifetime warranty, you know, it's a powertrain warranty. Uh, They don't like to talk about that. And as I've said over and over again, powertrain warranties aren't worth the paper they're printed on. And here's a salesperson, Z, telling uh, Agent Lightning that... uh, Terry Taylor's so rich, he can afford to warranty every car. Well, it doesn't cost Terry Taylor anything, because powertrain warranties, the conditions that you read if you ever get a copy of a warranty, tell you that you have to maintain the car carefully, that you have to bring it into the dealer, and I'm sure they say at least have the uh, factory-recommended maintenance, plus probably more maintenance. And if you do that... You're not going to have a problem with the lubricated parts on the car Power chain warranties only cover the lubricated parts of a car and they don't cover the expensive stuff. They don't cover the navigation packages, the Bluetooth, the entertainment centers, uh, the electrical, computerized, the modules, and the rest of it. It's only covers the actual, the drivetrain, uh, the pistons, uh, the engine block, and this stuff
1: that yeah, never fails. When was the last time you had a problem with the cylinder block and the internal parts that, that wasn't abused? Yeah,
0: <laughs> that was neglected Yeah, so. Hey, hey. Yeah, there's a lot of this going on out there. A lot of dealers offer the free warranties. And there's a federal law against that. You have to give full disclosure. They don't do it. Uh, there is no free lunch. There is no free warranty. And a free powertrain warranty isn't even a free warranty. It's a free nothing. So uh, there we are. Okay. Uh, we finished uh, Murfreesboro Toyota's uh, secret mystery shop and we need to vote
1: i'm pulling up some grades here like i'm i feel less um less inclined to give a failing grade um oh no, yeah. not at all uh we we saw it in the last two weeks it was far cry from napleton um everything was pretty up front you know it was up front they're just doing what 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 they're doing they're doing what yeah. everybody else is doing yeah over MSRP, but there wasn't any uh, no subterfuge or deception. That well,
0: I the, the no addendum was was uh, That's uh, not good. yeah, it was uh, subterfuge by omission, and uh, and the MSRP uh, in Florida is considered advertising. So in the fact, they they were advertising the car. Although they did disclose verbally uh, and not disclosing the extra 5000 So that's a violation. We're not going to give them as good a score, I don't think, as we did the other Murfreesboro dealerships. No, I don't think so.
1: <coughs> so we have some coming in. Mark gives them a C-, minus. Um, um, easy, go home. <laughs> Bob says he, he gave us, he said C-, Surprised you get an F? I don't. No, I'm not giving him an F. I'm. Uh, I'm thinking I'm leaning towards you, Bob. I think a C, or maybe even a C plus um, is what I'd give him. Uh, let's see. Frank gives him. Says last year we were visiting Connecticut and decided to shop the local Toyota dealership. The inventory was very low due to the pandemic. Nevertheless, at that time there was no add-on fees. But when the dealership learned that we were living in Florida and we could not buy a car from the dealership, strange. Uh, he gives him a B plus. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm going to sell. I think I'm going to give him a C plus.
4: And I've got Kirk in West by God, Virginia. (laughs) Additional five K in hidden fee, and whose lifetime fee equals solid F minus. Negan one with a C minus. Bonnie Plazinski F stealing five thousand from the consumer's pocket. (coughs) Tom Steckel D minus no nitrogen or wheel locks.
1: Wait, it would have been a, a better grade if they had nitrogen railroads.
4: <laughs> I love you, Tom. Awesome one, man. Awesome. Uh Tim. I'll get back to them when they're at MSRP. C. See ya. Mark Anderson. Willard the Rat. D. Brian Sidlaco, Hidden Junk Fee. D. Uh, for me, good. I I say D. It just the uh, you know good passing grade, but. Yeah. That that added five grand and playing the game with the warranty. Mm. I
2: um <clears throat> I give them a D, uh simply because uh they were up front and uh all about uh cheating, lying and stealing. And uh you know, buyer beware, give you a D.
0: Now, I might fail him if I were giving him a, a scoring on the curve just for Murfreesboro, but I have to give him a C minus. I mean, uh, they're certainly. Uh, far better than, they passed, and and uh, there two two violations. The addendum label uh, not being on the car was a, a violation, and I, I just can't control myself on the pitch they made on this worthless warranty because uh, Terry Taylor was so
4: rich he was giving away a worthless warranty. It was uh, idiotic. Idiotic. <laughs> now i got an interesting thought here from Cram1624. F, but just wait until they get you into the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you suppose they'd add on in there? What What surprises Some pressure. You never good, know. Good and, thought, Cramp. Good thought.
0: And we have to do. A, we have to buy a car to to get into the, a couple of the boxes out there that we know are probably deceptive and see what's really going on. That's where they really
4: get you in the finance office. So, uh, that, that's one box I don't want to go in. Yeah. That's like a box full of snakes. Yeah,
2: yeah, box full of snakes. <laughs> um, and, and Stu, to your comment, um, the, the, you know them in the mystery mystery shopping report talking about having more money than God. Um, it just really wasn't worth me entertaining that. Uh, but you, you i not have more money. Mention, than it kind of turned my stomach. He doesn't have more money than Elon
0: Musk. <laughs> hmm. Whatever. Elon Musk has a dealer fee.
2: We are at the end of our show. We so enjoy your company. Have yourself a fabulous weekend. We'll be right back here next Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Okay, Johnson,
0: do you want me to do it?